Unmanned Kryptonian probes have explored every corner of the known galaxy and beyond. For thousands of centuries, we've received data back from those probes. I have every confidence that given enough time, we can achieve the conversion to a manned vessel. But will we have the time? There is an ancient Kryptonian saying, on a long road, take small steps. Precision and care are the watchwords. Yet we still have far to go. Welcome to Always Hold On to Smallville. On this podcast, we talk about each and every episode of the Young Superman Show that ran from 2001 to 2011 on WB and the CW. I'm your host, Zach Moore, and I'm joined this week by, from Lois and Clark, the new podcast of Superman, Mr. Matt Truix. What's up, Matt? Hey, Zach. How you doing, man? Doing great. Doing great. You know what also is doing great? DC Comics, because they're going to make so much money off people <laughs> like us. Uh, is it is it next month? Is it is it August? I think so. Yeah, August. The DC Universe you're talking about, DC right? DC Universe. I've seen no price information about this. Have you? No, I'm a little worried it's going to go on like more the HBO scale, especially with all this new content that they're throwing up right away. Yeah, just but... keep the comic books because who reads those? Comics are for losers, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're right. Of course, am I? I don't know. Uh, just look at my bookshelf over there, guys. So, but anyway, uh, yeah, I, I was. I'm very impressed by the content of the DC universe. I actually posted a list before, like when they said, we're going to have shows. I'm like, I better have all these shows. And it has most of these shows. Uh, uh, posted a list already. I've just seen like that graphic of like, look at all these Batman movie posters you love. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw there, there's, there's a list of shows that are confirmed. It's not like the, the, a final official tally, but are, definitely are, the, uh, are we the on? wonder woman show from the seventies is on there. Okay. Um, the, uh, Lowson and Clark, yeah. I believe, is on there, uh, which well, is great. That was the, more listeners, man. That's great. I, I now I don't have to buy terrible secondhand copies of season three and four to follow along with your podcast. I'm I don't excited. have to buy you season three. Like you don't I have to I would season on this very show. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Lowson Clark is on there, which is great because these are. Sh- I mean, Wonder Woman has been on DVD. It's been you know, uh, but it's from the seventies, you know, so it's not as well known. I think with the resurgence of Wonder Woman from the movie, that that that's a great draw for people. I haven't. I've never seen an episode of Wonder Woman. I've seen like, oh, really? the opening credits, and of course, I know the theme song, but that's about it. It's it's hit or miss, honestly. When it's hit, it's really fun, but then there are other times where it's just kind of lazy '70s TV. Yeah, it's, it's basically like the Incredible Hulk, right? Very much so. Yeah. Yeah, which but I've also, also seen an occasional episode on like the Sci-Fi Channel when they used to rerun it. But there's some great Incredible Hulk episodes. I, I have it in my Hulu like... favorites, but I've yet to watch any of them. Look, I don't know what it's called. Look up, you know, like Incredible Hulk Dangerous Game type episode. He gets trapped on an island with a rich guy that winds up hunting him but doesn't know what he is. Oh, the most dangerous game. Awesome episode, yeah. That's that's cool. Did you know they filmed King Kong and the most dangerous game on the same sets with most of the same actors? No, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that log bridge they're running across. Yeah, King Kong's my favorite movie of all time. Really? I know that. We're talking old school? 1933, the colorized version. Yeah, so when you're a kid... 
your kid. When I was a kid, you know, you watch King Kong on TV on TNT. They was colorized, right? And I was like, this is great. This is my favorite movie. It's color. And then, you know, as time goes on, like, colorization kind of goes out of vogue. Right. They start, they start showing it in black and white. And then it comes out on DVD in black and white. And whenever you see clips of it, it's in black and white. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What happened to my favorite movie in color? And they're like, no, no, no. It wasn't a color. So I have bought it. It took me $80 in 2011 money. Or, God, 2010 money, I think, maybe? To get okay. King Kong on Laserdisc in color. That's, like, <laughs> one of my most prized possessions. I need to find a way to digitize it before, like, I break it or something. But, you know what? Um, There's... I, I just realized there's another thing that the two of us have in common besides all the mm-hmm. Superman stuff. Mm-hmm. We both used to watch something on TNT in reruns quite a lot, which mm-hmm. reminds me, welcome back to Lois and Clark, the new podcast of Superman. I'm Matt Truex, and we're also joined by Zach Moore today because we're doing like a double episode thing here, man. Yes, this the same exact conversation <laughs> can be found on <laughs> Matt's feed and uh, my feed. Which I'm sure is great marketing to someone, but um, for us, I think we're just kind of sharing audiences today and, and jumping right in. Yeah. Now, if you like the podcast, you know, if you listen, if you're a, if you're more of a Lois and Clark subscriber and you love the podcast and you love the conversation, listen to it again on Always Holding Smallville and vice versa. If you're an Always Holding yes. Smallville guy, you know, once it, once you listen to it all, just go download it again on Lois and Clark and let's <laughs> let's let's cross pollinate those hits. So. Uh, so yeah, so, so how's it going, Matt? Uh, doing, doing well, man. God, it's nice to talk to you suddenly. Yeah. Ha- happy to be here. Uh, <laughs> did you see the news, the DC universe? <laughs> You're kidding. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, I can't wait for that. I, like, what do you think it's going to be though? Like in the 12 to 15 range well, or. Well, here, here's the deal. It's weird because I thought, oh, it's a streaming. People are like, oh, do we need another streaming service for movies and TV shows? And no, the answer is no, we don't. But so what they are also doing, which is interesting is they have comic books on there. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, but how do I watch this on my TV? Like I've not been, I've not a big motion comics guy. I've never really, I think Watchmen is the only motion comic I have ever uh, watched. I've never seen that. Uh, but, but what, what's the deal? Like, like what do you, when, when they say we're going to have comics on here, do you see like, okay, you click and it's like your full screen. Cause that's, that's kind of weird to me, I, but they're also not, surely they're not going to animate every panel. What are your thoughts on the whole comic book aspect of this? I imagine, I don't know if you've gotten any digital comics. I imagine it's going to be something like that, in which case I'm kind of on board for it, where like um, in a digital comic, it will, it will show you the page at first and then zoom in on the panel and give that to you and then zoom into the next panel and like kind of almost like a slideshow type thing. So I, like, I, I'm interested to see how it's going to work on a TV. Like I've got an Apple TV and how that's going to work out. But um, if, if it's cool and easy to use, I might actually use it to, to read stuff and keep current, you know? Yeah, that is. I mean, if it's, I mean, if you're going to pay this fee, you might as well use all of its right. bells and whistles. I mean, I love, I'm about the tangible. Like I love, you know, I'm uh, talking about Laserdisc, right? I love all the physical yeah, media. I like, I like sitting down with a book, you know, like reading it. And like I look at a screen all day long. You know who doesn't right yep. with a job these days? So like I like looking at a piece of paper with words on it, especially uh, at the same a piece of paper time, with words know. and then really nice pictures of Superman or Batman or somebody. Yes, you know, like yeah. uh, th- thought bubbles. <laughs> yep, great. I like the books with the pictures. Were you uh, uh, the funny in line, papers uh, on the morning for the? Uh, <laughs> were you in line on July Fourth morning to get the the Batman issue? The Batman non-wedding? Uh, no, no. I uh, like everyone else in America. I was kind of spoiled on what was going to happen at Batman number fifty. Yeah. Um, w- yeah. did, were you spoiled? Did you know? I I purposely I was spoiled by a headline. Like I was spoiled by yes. a little like, well, here goes that. So I didn't look into it, but I kind of knew it wasn't 
going to be a marriage. Ultimately. Holy Winter Way Bride, Batman. Yeah, I really liked the issue, though. I really liked how they did it. You see, I and then, well, it's kind of a bait and switch. I see. I understand why a lot of people are upset. Spoilers for Batman 50. Yes. As if, you know, if New York Times can spoil it, we can spoil it here. Right? Um, <laughs> they had to have a whole meeting about it, though. We're not going to do that. Is, <laughs> Focus groups and whatnot. Yeah. So, uh, Batman and Catwoman, apparently this has been building up for 50 issues. They were going to get married. Right. Didn't happen, right? Yeah. She left him at the altar because she was worried if Batman was happy, he wouldn't be Batman anymore, which is interesting concept. Um she kind of people are upset team, because yeah. literally, like, there's so much buildup to this, and then they don't get married. It's yeah. like the death of Superman, but oh, Superman didn't die. <laughs> so I, I understand why people are upset, but you, you, I haven't read it. I might read it at some point. I have some, you know, I have some friends that do read comics. You know, the right. pre- people who are more nerdy than me, of course. You know, better uh, nerds. Yeah, know, Lance. You know, you've heard them all on the show. You know, <laughs> but <laughs> so they've read it. They, most of the people I know that have read it did actually like it. What did you think, Matt? I liked it a lot. I thought um, the way they do it without giving much away, it's kind of structured where they'll have little bits of the scene of them getting ready for their day with their various best man and, and um, my God, maid of honor. Um, But then they'll go away to guest, guest splash pages of just a nice, Mm -hmm. cool image of like Tim Sale drawing Batman and Catwoman again and have, have, little thought bubbles over it on each page. That's like one page is Catwoman, one page is Bruce. And they're basically, it's their vows. It's their, their letters to each other that they've written. Oh, so just it, like in the series finale of Smallville, where we're like, we're going to spend half the episode yeah. on Lois and Clark's wedding. What a genius idea. Because yeah. when I sat down to watch Smallville for the first time in 2001, I thought, man, this show's going to end with Lois and Clark's wedding. Where they also don't get married, by the way. So I guess that's a, that's a DC Comics Well, at least your thing. show only had one of those. We had a couple. Over That's right. so, okay, so that again, that is the best comparison, yeah. right? The Lois and Clark wedding. I made a huge deal out of this, like uh, in season three, mm-hmm. right? And then she was a frog eating clone. I do mm-hmm. remember that. I have yeah. vague memories of that. How can you possibly forget that? Is the yeah. uh, and then they had to, I believe in season four, they actually did get married. And I believe the title was, correct me if I'm wrong, Honest to God, this time we're not kidding. Yep, yep. Uh, too Something little, too like late, that. but I do appreciate the uh, self awareness there. Yeah, we. Uh, this is literally the first time we're discussing this on Lois and Clark here, but um, oh, yeah. spoilers! Yeah, sorry, Ryan's guys. Not here, so we're good. But Lois yeah, and Clark I, I, uh, get married kind of twice in the show. It's when I think about that wedding, their final wedding on Lois and Clark, that I think Ryan's gonna quit. He's just going to leave the podcast, and that's going to be the end of it because it, it's so fantasy. It is so just clearly writers getting this giant plot point just out of the way and like clearing the board in such a hurried way. It's, it's, it's not great, but well, do let me ask you this. Did you recognize any of the guests at this wedding on your show? Um, yes. Okay, good. Cause who, I don't, I, somebody tell me who the hell yep, I <laughs> were these people at Lowe's and Clark's wedding? <laughs> like he's got his mom, his ghost dad, ghost dad, nobody else that everyone it's, sees it's, and can talk to. Apparently. No, only only Clark. Oh, okay. Doesn't like Martha look at him in the barn when Apocalypse very, is coming? I, Here we go, odd. man. This is this is <laughs> good. Not Krypton good podcast. This is great. Yeah. So 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 by the way, but, but before we get so we're talking about Krypton, yeah. the Sci-Fi Channel original. You wouldn't have guessed it, Can't but the know. Sci-Fi Channel original series Krypton. But, but I do I do want to say one more thing about about uh, DC uh, Universe because we, we we kind of yeah, yeah, we yeah. just stumbled into talking about that off the top. Um, some notable exceptions from the from there, uh, Smallville, not on there. Really? Right? 
I think because, at least to my knowledge, I mean, on the list they've released, I think probably because they have an exclusive deal with Hulu or something. I was going to ask if you knew about anything about that deal. Um, Batman 66, not on there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Fox probably deal with Fox. Like, I don't even know if that's streaming anywhere now that I think about it. I, it's um, on, I mean, not streaming. You can buy it on iTunes. But, I mean, they had so many rights and clearances that they had to get to get those DVDs out. I'm not yeah. surprised that it's not streaming. So I mean I when when uh, when the Disney Fox deal finally goes through I'm sure we'll never see that again so I should probably go out and buy the Blu-rays Lance had them so like I was like okay when we're roommates and friends it was like well why am I going to buy it too but it's I guess the best I need Fox to buy it now because we're not roommates it's anymore so good yeah you got to do it uh, no that's great that's the great thing about uh, you know old TV shows they were shot in film so they're just yeah. in HD you know yep um, unfortunately stuff like the Flash 1990 <laughs> shot on videotape I, I don't know I've that heard... was shot on videotape well I don't know see I've it was it, most of the time in the 80s and 90s and even the early 2000s stuff was shot on film edited on videotape so that's why I like oh. Star Trek the next generation so expensive to like redo in HD that's why we still haven't seen Deep Space Nine or Voyager and we might never I don't know but I I would love to see the flash. Because that is like, if you had to like put a gun in my head, I'm like, if you have one superhero show other than Smallville to watch, I'm like, The, the Flash, 1990. Really? Because I, you know, love that show. It's a really good show. Uh, one season, but it kind of works as one season. Okay. You know? I, I've only um, seen like five or six episodes. I know it's not that long. Wow, really? Wow. You have way. to check that out. You would love it. Yeah, no, uh, I just kind of got the box set and jumped around, you know? You watch the Mark Hamill episodes? Of course. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah Mark Hamill, this is pre-Joker. He was basically, this is a live-action audition to be the Joker. And he comes back as the trickster in uh, mm-hmm. the new Flash show. So, yeah, a couple uh, times. Though. Anyway, uh, if you, you know on the new Flash on the CW, you know those old people that are always hanging around? <laughs> well, they they're, the reason they're on this show is because they were young once. They were on this show in 1990 in CBS. And, and the reason it lasted really one appreciate season. them getting a paycheck now, you know? I know, right? Um, but the, only, the reason it lasted one season is because like they kept like moving around the time slot, and then they got preempted a lot for like the, per- the Persian Gulf, uh, Gulf War, oh, they were oh. the first one. <laughs> yeah, good. So reason. and it was a very expensive show, like okay. extremely expensive, and it was hard to keep up. So anyway, much like Supergirl, would only lasted one season on CBS, so would the Flash. But unfortunately, there was no WB or CW back then to pick it up, and it only lasted one year. I didn't so. know that. Interesting. The more you know, I yeah, think really? the Flash is on there. I ne- I, I've went on this whole spiel about it. I think it's on there. I would love to see it in HD. I think I saw it. I think I saw like just the poster of it in that that Galaxy graphic okay. that they have. And, uh, I think yeah. you're good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Christ, it's on Birds there. I know. Birds of Prey is on there. Like the Flash. Should Birds of Prey. Yes. So when when I get to uh, talking about Birds of Prey, because we've talked about that, Matt. You you had a Birds of Prey podcast, did you not? I, I was so obsessed with Birds of Prey as a kid. It wasn't even funny, and um, had a wonderful experience meeting the three birds of prey out here and got friendly with ashley scott who played huntress she wound up doing an interview for me on that old podcast i had like it was just awesome that that was the coolest thing ever getting to meet her and that's the only show i have like a really cool prop from but i love <laughs> it so much what do you have what is it i have um if anybody knows the show they have a they call it a batarang but it's a glowing metal uh birdarang more than anything it's Bird like rank. a silver chromed thing with neon lights in their bird symbol that they use in like three or four episodes not much a bird of prey rank yes exactly it's the coolest thing in the world i watched a few episodes of that uh so i'm vaguely familiar of it i i i currently have again when your roommates these things happen right i currently right. have lance's ps3 i inherited it when he got a ps4 i did pay him <laughs> a little bit for it though for the record so he has all of Birds of Prey on that PS3. Oh, great. Because <laughs> you know, the PlayStation Network, you download it, so I can just plug it in and watch it for what if I wanted to. But um, 
I did you ever watch the unaired pilot of Birds of Prey? I have watched every piece of Birds of Prey that they've put okay, out. Okay, I figured yeah. you would. So I this is back. I think it was either. Uh, I guess are we still going to talk about Krypton? I think we are. We will eventually. Uh, two thousand eight is when the the DVD or well when the DVD of Birds of Prey came out. The show was two thousand two. Okay. Yes, yeah, because the second season of Smallville, right. it was like the spinoff because they mentioned metahumans and, mm-hmm. and meteor rocks. Meteor I'm like, oh, rocks. it's going to be this, this, the, we're going to see old Mike Rosenbaum. No, we're not. Uh, it's like something, I don't know. But I thought, um, what was I, I going to say about that? Um, oh, who, who was your favorite Harley Quinn? The, the, uh, the one that was in the show or the one was in the pilot? I love Mia Sarah. I love, okay. uh, she wound up playing it. If anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, Mia Sarah very famously was uh, Ferris Bueller's girlfriend, Sloan, in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. But um, yeah, I, I loved her. I understand that she is not comic Harley or anything like that. But what she did with those, but she wears that red and black top in the last episode, right? That's bit. where that's where we were in the early two yeah, thousands, yeah. right? It was more for her performance. Like she, I trusted that she was crazy and could have fallen in love with him. I guess. Well, and she looked more like the comic book Harley Quinn than whoever the first actress was. Totally, totally. Yeah, she, she, the first actress looked like kind of like a TV Laura Flynn Boyle. Yeah, I say well, that she, she was, was on TV. Twin Peaks with her. Yeah, she was Sherilyn Fenn. But um, okay, well there you go. Yeah, that just didn't. They, I think she couldn't commit to the series or something when it happened. And Mia Sara just in. like Smallville, you had Cynthia Ettinger, right? And then you had um, Annette O'Toole. So right. anyway, how did you not get Annette O'Toole first? I mean, come on. Anyway. <laughs> okay, hey, when was the first time you heard about this uh, new sci-fi show, Krypton? Krypton? It? Yeah, is Krypton going to be on DC Universe? That's a good question. Will the current shows be? Like, will Flash be? No, I think none of them are for sure. Damn. Okay. Will the Incredible Hulk be it? No, that's Marvel. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Last, you know what? I keep burying the lead. I'm sorry, but we do, we do need to answer this question. We'll, we'll come back to it. How much... That's, you asked me, and then I went on some stupid tangent. How much do we think it's going to cost, and how much are we willing to pay? Right. Matt, you go first. Right. Um, if it's in the... If, honestly, if it's in the 10 to 20... If, I don't want to go up to 20, but if it's going to be there, I'm in. I can see it being like fifteen ninety nine or something like that. Yeah, I think, I think between fifteen and twenty is probably what they're going to charge. I'm sure, so I'm not going to pay anything more than twenty dollars a month no. for that. I'd love to pay because I I own most of the stuff already. Is that yeah? But will so, I buy it for the convenience of not trying to find the DVD? Yes, I will. Like that, I'm not proud. Well, of that. I think they're going to have. Oh well, Batman the Animated Series is going to be in HD for the first time. Yes, um, I always forget first, about that. Also, like exclusive the first merch, two so like we get the opportunity to buy other shit. It's great. Oh yeah. Oh, I can't wait to, to have that opportunity, right? <laughs> uh, but the first two seasons of Batman the Animated Series, which is the the oh. real one, and then not the new Batman Adventures. Eventually, they'll upgrade it, I guess. Got yeah. So just uh, because just the, the, the seasons on that is so confusing, that's why they released them in four volumes, right? Okay. Um, and then uh, and then uh, um. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> and then, of course, like the other DCAU stuff, we're gonna have Justice League. Oh, oh, exactly. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Uh, they didn't, they didn't announce any other animated shows yet. I think it's inevitable because you do see it in that giant like poster thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and what and, we're talking about that graphic. And they're but they're for sure gonna have a lot of the animated movies. Great. Which is honestly, that'll be great because I'll never buy those DVDs again after the past couple. But um, I, I stopped after the Flashpoint Paradox. Where actually, man. I didn't get that one because I was like, oh. So I think the Dark Knight Returns is probably their best one. I agree. Uh, and then it was all downhill from there when they rebooted it. And I was like, I I'm not going to watch a Dark Knight Returns without Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. I'm like, you know what? RoboCop makes a pretty good Batman. So I, I, I did like it very much. So RoboCop Returns. Did you see that news? Yeah, that'll be cool. That's crazy, That's right? Exciting. I think Peter Weller will come back as a voice and like CGI his face or something. But I'm into that, that completely. Like, 
ridiculous out of nowhere years later sequel, but I'm totally on board. Now, so. Meanwhile, Linda right. Hamilton's walking around with white hair and about to shoot a bunch Terminator of Terminator six, you know, like everything's is, great. What, what is this? The, is it the third version of Terminator three, right? Yeah, I and think they keep so. rebooting it. Like every franchise. Can we count um, uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles too? Cause well, then like it would the be four. Yeah. Yeah. I like Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so, this so first season today's of topic been great, and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Great. So let's uh, let's get into it for real. Um, Krypton. Krypton. Right. Uh, when I heard about this, I thought this is the stupidest idea. Couldn't agree Who more. I remember cares? I was setting up for a convention for work, and I was reading the article in the elevator, like going up from the ground floor, going like what the hell are they doing this for? I have nothing to do with this. No part of it whatsoever. Goyer? Really? David Goyer? Again? I was done. But, uh, I mean, I, I didn't care about all the casting announcements. I really didn't pay attention to this show until it was coming no, out. Literally, it was, they announced it, like, a long time ago. Yeah. And then when it finally, ta- finally came time for it to come out, I was like, oh, this is still a thing? Right. You would have thought it got killed or, no, eaten up by a BVS controversy or something. Well, they, they announced so much DC crap, yeah. right, these days. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is the Joker. That's happening. We'll um, see. Well, yeah, we, we, we will see exactly how great. much stuff has been announced, right? Like, DC announces a new movie, like, every week. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Right, uh, and Anyway, um, they've announced other shows over the years, too. You know, there was going to be a Booster Gold show. Yeah. There was going to be a, a one Roman show called Amazon. Got Mercy Reef with yeah. Green Arrow. Even Justin before Hartley. that, there was going to be a Bruce <laughs> Wayne show that ultimately Bruce Wayne? Smallville. Yeah. There was going to be a, a weird Flash show where he wasn't really the Flash, but he traveled through time and he had like a lightning right. bolt on his backpack. Have we ever talked about oh. Super Pups? You, you, you know about Super Pups. Oh, who doesn't know about Super Pups? Oh. If you don't know about Super Pups, uh, that better be on there, by the way. I, that, I I expect, I'm not paying my that. $15.99 for DC Universe. Super Pups <laughs> is not on there. So after, this is the most morbid thing ever, right? So after George Reeves yeah, um, it's gross. died, committed suicide? Asterisk question suicide. mark? Committed ben Affleck's on the case. Yeah, I guess Adrian Brody's on the Adrian case. Adrian Brody is going to help Ben Affleck. <laughs> yeah. While he's sleeping with um, Martha. Um. I, think, I don't think he killed himself, by the way, for the record. But oh, I'm a conspiracy guy. So oh, okay, I mean I don't think we landed on the moon. That's a whole other conversation. Do I? We do I not have the time for that. Uh, you don't think no, Krypton I... blew up? But like I don't trust <laughs> you, man. Krypton was an inside job. <laughs> um. Any, anyway, what the hell are we talking about? Um, <laughs> Birds of Prey. At one point, I, uh, Birds of Prey. So oh, DC Universe. You, you hear about this? Christopher no. Reeve. You think George Reeve killed George, George Reeves? Yeah, that is a huge pet peeve of mine. By the way, Christopher Reeve. I know, George I just fucked Reeves. it up. Get it right. I judge people based know, off if they mess this up or not. I, I actually got an argument with my history professor in, uh, are they professors in high school? My history teacher. <laughs> no. Like, junior in high school. Um, he was like, yeah, it was it was uh, George Reeves, Christopher Reeves. I was like, sir, I mean, I, you know a lot about history, but trust me on this one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, I, I, I think there's a, there's a lot of fishy stuff around that that situation. I, I don't think he, he killed himself thinking it was an inside job. Anyway... Um, they they still had all these sets right from the Adventure of Superman because right. it was a very popular show, and so th- they had some ideas after he died. They're like, oh, well, let's do a Jimmy Olsen show, and we're like, only see Superman like flying away and see his boots and his yeah, you cape. Know, and Jack Larson was like, anything, this is a terrible taste. I'm not doing this. I'm like, okay, well, crap. What do we do? So what they did? I mean, what they did was they got people in life size dog heads and gloves like you'd see walking around like <laughs> disneyland yeah or like, like Six a character Flags. appearance type like, thing yeah like freaking bugs buddy guy character 
<laughs> and they were like, oh, these <laughs> dogs and these droopy voices. <laughs> it's like kind of like, it's basically like underdog, but in live action yeah. sort of, right? And like they changed, like he was still super dog, but they changed all the names slightly. Like, I, I don't even know what it was, but like, you know, some sort of poodle pun into Lois Lane, you know, like that type of thing. It was so... Right. It, you know, it, the Jimmy Olsen thing was in bad taste, but this is not much better. This yeah. is oh. gross. But even so, I want to see that on DC Universe. I'd love uh, to see it. I've only ever seen it. I also want to see I want to see the Justice League of America 97 pilot. That's an interesting watch. Which is the worst, one of the worst things I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Is the Weather Wizard? Right. And it's kind of done like a, um, like a real world. To, like they have confessionals to the camera at some oh point too, right? I forgot about that. Or like oh. int- maybe not confessionals, but like interview type. Like I like being Green Lantern because blah blah blah. blah. You know, like uh, Green Lantern. That was our first live action Green Lantern. Yes, yeah. yes. We have anyway. That better be on there. So we Krypton. Can only hope right. <laughs> Krypton. Krypton. Okay. Can I can I jump in right away with like what hooked me for this? Yeah. So so we we've kind of established we thought it was a terrible idea, but then it came out and we both loved it, and that's yeah. why we're talking about it. So well, uh, to, to be honest, I didn't like the pilot. I don't think you did either, if I remember your podcast. Yeah, Lance correctly. and I did an episode on the pilot. We yeah. were like, yeah. I mean, our main criticism was like, name me one character. I was like, oh, I don't know anyone's name. <laughs> right now, in fairness, I still have the name cheat sheet right next to me here to get us through this next podcast. Yeah, that's still an issue. But then they got into like real DC lore stuff, even just the end of the pilot, just knowing that the you know collector of worlds was coming. We were going to get our first live action Brainiac, man. That that thrilled me. Hey, 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 hey! Don't forget Brainiac was on Smallville. Oh, damn, you're right. I mean, you're he right. was the T one thousand, but he was still there. He was T one thousand. I'm talking, and he looked a lot like Spike. But so um, the Spike one thousand, we'll call him. You know, yeah. full on green. Oh yeah, blue suit skull shit. Oh my God! Did they deliver on that stuff? Why? So- why we have seen that on a TV show, on a cable TV show, but we can't get it in a movie is criminal. Criminal, unreal. Especially with how well they did it here. You know, like they accomplished Brainiac with no. They didn't really have to compromise on anything. You know, mm-hmm. and we see different forms of him throughout the show, which is so interesting because he's a character that really lends himself to that as well. Right, right. You see him first. Uh, God, should we set up this show at all for like? Should we assume our listeners well, are nerds? But how? Yeah, how, how, how? Yeah, how nerdy are they? Right? Yeah. Do they know? So, so Krypton. Uh, so they shot. Uh, they reshot a lot of the pilot, is what I understand. Oh, okay. Uh, there, there's a teaser trailer that came out, like I don't know, like two years ago. <laughs> it was That's like a right. long time. And if you go back and look at it, it was like, well, this isn't in the show. And what I understand from my from my sources is, uh, is they, uh, you know, who you are, Craig Byrne. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they ended up reshooting a lot and they added the time travel level in is, it was, is my understanding, which I think makes the entire show. Like somebody was like, this is a terrible idea, but what if we do this? And that's why the show works because you understand it's not just like, here's what happened on Krypton right. before Superman's dad was born. Cause that's interesting. Uh, Oh my God. Pennyworth. Will you watch that? Penny? Wait. That's they're what? making it. They're making an Alfred prequel. Oh God, no! About Alfred meeting Thomas Wayne and being a Secret Service agent. I mean, yeah, of course I'll watch a little bit of it, but no, that sounds terrible. But that's see, that's the same thing we said about Krypton, and yet here we are I know, seeing its phrases. And I will um, give it a shot now, and I'll watch the pilot and hate it, and then a couple months later you'll say like you should have been watching that, and then I'll watch yeah. it and I'll love it, and here we'll, we'll be again. But um, here we are. But yeah. anyway, um, so, the, so the plot of Krypton is it's two hundred years before Krypton blows up, right? And we see, uh, we meet uh, 
Kalel's grandfather, Segel. Segel. Who is the father oh. of Jorel and Zorel. And did you know, did you catch that that was a reference to um, Jerry Siegel, the co-creator of Superman? You just blew my mind right now. Right? I'm done. I'm done. I, mean, I have nothing I, else to I've add to this conversation. I've heard that on the thing, but yeah. That, you just that won was the amazing. conversation. Yep. Um, but yeah, so I find it interesting that their initial idea was like, yeah, it's just life on Krypton, whatever. But so that's what we thought going into it. But then as the show goes on, you realize, oh, this is a... This is like a time. Tra- it's like a Star Trek 09 is what this is basically. Yeah. This is like time travel reboot kind of situation, and uh, Adam Strange, who was a very strange choice, no pun intended, to go to be the time traveling character. I would have gone with Booster Gold. Uh, um, oh, one hundred percent. It's so weird that like the time travel element. You're right makes the narrative so much better, but his character is my least favorite of this whole thing. Yes. And, and, and so, uh, heavy spoilers, by the way, for Krypton. Oh yeah. Right? Dude, yeah. Come um, on. not only do we get Brainiac, we get general Zod, the oh. general Zod played by Walter Steele himself from arrow, Colin Salmon, Colin who, who Salmon. very well may be my favorite general Zod now. Huh? Oh, he's awesome. I mean, like who else would, would be there? I mean, I, I, Terrence stamp is the classic, but, is anybody else? Uh, well, I, you know, I, I did a poll on this, and, and I love all the Zods, really. Terrence yeah. Stamp is, like, classic. Um, I really like Calum like, Blue. Calum Blue is great on Smallville. He play, he basically is playing a young Terrence Stamp, and yeah. he has a great job of it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Shannon is awesome. He makes the role all his own. Michael Shannon is an amazing actor. Okay. Like, I will watch any movie he's in, and he was just very intense, and I thought he was one of the best parts of Man of Steel. And but, probably, but, well, yeah, the DC, uh, DC Extended Universe, do we still call that? Anyway, he's the best villain in there. Yeah, I guess that's true. My, my just by default. His, uh, they're just so tainted by the feelings of the rest of them. Heresy! Um, um, and then I don't, like, there was a General Zod on Supergirl season one, but I don't really remember him. There was, uh, there was like a, oh, that's so stupid. There, uh, <laughs> Superman got hit by silver kryptonite from sure, your sure. friend Lois Lane. Right. Uh, Queen Rhea, right? Oh. Who was, but yeah, uh, Terry Mon- Modell's mom. Right. And then Superman saw Supergirl as uh, Zod, and he was like some blonde guy who was a who was he was a stunt actor on Smallville, right? Basically, uh, who played Zod for like he was a Vision for like you know. I forgot it. I watched that whole thing too. I forgot about that. Um, But anyway, yeah, the General Zod is in this because it was funny. I think I think in the first. and well, the, the last time we talked about Krypton, me and Lance were talking about it, like, oh man, so that means the Zogs are going to be black. I mean, Idris Elba, and of course, like, oh, Idris Elba is everybody, but Idris Elba would make a good Zod. But who, <laughs> yeah. who is TV's Idris Elba? Colin uh, Salmon. Colin Salmon. Love it, it. I mean, like, I love him back from the Bond days, you know, but like to see him here as Zod, and I love that they're incorporating that. Like, this is not the show that I thought it was going to be, and really. He at makes all. it a fully three-dimensional fleshed out character yep where he's like i don't hate your grandson i hate what he represents and how he turned his back on his culture and you're like man i'm like yeah i'm kind of i agree yep. you know i never even knew uh, his first name before and now i know you know like the, it's it's that's in cool. some comic somewhere and i was like oh it's not just zod <laughs> no um, I, I looked that up that is real. okay and then there's the big crazy kind of familial element to the zod thing yes where yeah, the, the zods are the luthers basically of smallville yes on Krypton, but right? also we kind of learned that jeff General Zod is Superman's uncle, right? Yeah. Is that how it works? That's how that works. Because he, um, yes! General Zod right. is, is Jane Zod. Oh, no, Light, I had to look at the cheat sheet. Light yeah. Zod and Segel's son. Which do you believe that? Yeah. Okay, because the blood kind of confirms it. Yeah, right? yeah. So what we're talking about, um, uh, to oh my god, there's just so much. But you know, you point, know what, guys, just just watch the show and yeah. then listen to this because 
it's we can't too, explain it's everything. Too much to get into. You're right, but, uh, yeah, but because but we, we talked about, we'll circle back around this real quick. But we mentioned Brainiac, mentioned Zod. We'll keep talking about Zod. Doomsday is in this, right? Doomsday. Uh, Doomsday. Uh, already the best Doomsday in live action. Yep. Um, oh my god! Just the fact him... that they built a, a physical, you know, monster to be in that coffin like that made me happy. Uh, but then to see him break and then out, we see the 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 death of Superman. Uh, the death of Superman punching. Uh, kind of panel they replicate it so oh, at the end catch that. Yeah, right. boom 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 the fist yep. goes through um You're totally right yeah season two doomsday is on krypton spoilers uh, and the, but yeah the so we skull ship is still there too right brainiac's still there i want to talk about that we'll put a okay. pin in that because that that's i didn't let's, let's love say, like, the finale yeah, hopes and dreams for season two later on okay right but right. um but yeah so so this show yeah so so zod is basically superman's evil uncle right yeah and evil uncle is a trope, you know, of fiction. And what we've all had evil uncles, we all know, you know, uh, to various degrees, right? We all know yeah. what's going on. Kind so of I think that's narratively. Oh, I, I definitely had an evil uncle. He's no longer around, thankfully. But oh. anyway, got, got, woo, hashtag too real, right? Yeah, but sorry. for real, guys. Um, anyway, you know, not everybody's life is uh, <laughs> can be like Segel here. So <laughs> yeah, so uh, Zod is Superman's uncle. Do you like that familial connection? Do you not? I mean, Zod and Zorel were kind of like brothers, like right, like friends. Right. But now they like literally your brothers. What do good, you think about? Yeah, good friends. Um, I, I, it doesn't bother me honestly. I, I don't know why I don't have a stronger fan reaction to it, but I think it's fine. He's still remo- like you know, Superman Clark is still removed enough from General Zod that I, I feel like that familial connection doesn't really matter to him. And enough. they didn't. They did like no one knew. It was right. like a secret it, that yeah, it doesn't change things, but if if anything, it would add a little more gravitas to them fighting if they ever did. So I was into it. Mm-hmm. I also didn't realize that's from Superman Earth One, the Jeff Johns um, miniseries. No, that 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 is J. Michael Straczynski actually. Oh, excuse Jeff me. Johns wrote Batman Earth One. Yeah, I, J. Michael yeah, Straczynski, right. writer creator of Babylon Five, which everybody go check that out. That's a great wow. show. Wow, watch B Five. No, never did. Can that get on DC Universe? I'll buy it then. Yeah, right. Tracy um, Scoggins, Cat Grant's in there. <laughs> there you go. Hey, it is on Amazon Prime if anybody has that. Oh, good. So, there you go. Um, yeah, you know, I read Superman Earth 1, Volume 3. I think the one was Zod. I had no memory of that. I have no memory of him being his, his uncle. God, so. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of the Earth 1 stuff. I, I jumped ship there, but a friend's trying to get me back into it. But um, yeah, I, I, I didn't realize that. I wanted to do a, a dive and, and do some research there, but I guess that's mm-hmm. the only other place that that's come from before. How do you mm-hmm. feel? Yeah, about I don't, I don't mind it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so it's kind of inconsequential in the grand scheme of things as yeah. far as where Superman is related. Right. We only know about it because we are back in time here. You know. Right. And, he doesn't uh, necessarily need to know about it ever, I guess. And I think it was a great misdirect with a Dev M. Dev M. Right. Look at your cheek sheet. Is that his name? I don't remember who. Dev oh, M. The betrothed guy. Yeah. 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 So the, You're like, oh, that's Zod's dad. Duh. I'm like, nope, right. it's not. Nope. So. Um, what do you think of these other characters here? Like, we, we talked about Seg. Lyda is his Zod, like, secret girlfriend. That Which is a trope, I right. think. You're like, oh, it's Dark of Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, exactly. Fine, but I'm not, I'm not on that ship. I'm on the other ship for Seg. Me which too. Which I'm glad the season ended uh, that way. Just going to yeah. bring that up. Nyssa, is she going to be, you know, the mother of Jor-El? I, this is the most ridiculous statement I've probably ever made on this podcast, but I really hope that woman is Superman's grandma. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> she's got like the like. I, I basically just like, yeah, the Tashiar girl, you know. That's why, but I, yeah. I initially did learn her name because you know the haircut and the blonde and stuff like that. I but yeah, no, I uh, 
I, I, I really hope, I think that's where they're going. Like, even like it, the last couple episodes, they kind of, it was interesting how, how he, he kind of drifted over to her over yeah. the course of the season. So. And to see her that, I, I don't know that that's going to be Jarrell, but to see her that protective of the baby and just like, you, you, they, she started as just kind of like the evil chick that's supposed to seduce him at first right. and then became my favorite character in the show in a lot of ways, to be honest. Um, I also like older, I like Mom Zod. I like Jaina Zod a lot. She is a badass. Yeah. Like, she would have killed General Zod, right? And that's why Jaina um, interfered. And she, you know? she's got that awesome, like, um, she's talking to Lyda at one point, um, uh, talking to her about, like, you know, growing up, I, you always fought back and, and challenged authority, and I hated that. But no, that, like, you should have been, and you're doing great. Mm-hmm. But then Lyda's already kind of going Gone over to her son, General Zod's side, and betraying them. It's just, like, it was a nice to see that shift in the dynamic that quickly in, in, in what a 10 season show, you know, they did a nice job with that. Well, yeah. And that's the thing. And talk about quickly, this show goes by really quick. Yeah. You know, I mean, they do not, there's no filler. No, there is no like, Oh, here's the episode where we get the, they're out of, they're not acting like themselves. And here's the episode <laughs> where they write all the tropes. Right. And today um, that can be, is blind. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> very good. Mm-hmm. Um, that, uh, that's cool. But at the same time, I think something is lost in the fact that we were talking about, like, hey, what's your favorite episode? I'm like, I don't know. They all kind of blur together. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have a favorite episode. Like, what I was trying to come up with for this was just, like, writing down favorite moments, favorite scenes, favorite, you know, story arcs or Easter eggs, that type of thing. I know my least favorite episode is the one that focuses on Adam Strange. I think yeah. that's the eighth episode, if I recall correctly. That's like, the one where he gets frozen guy. in the thing and... Well, that's the one where we get these random flashbacks to him in that hallway talking to uh, people from Rand because right. we had, apparently we ran out of the budget and we only hear them on the intercom. Or right. I don't understand what that was. I so. also don't know much about Adam Strange, really. I think I've seen him in like a Batman Brave and the Bold, but that's about it. Nor do I really care. Yeah, uh, well, there's that. If presented well and he's a cool character, I can be on board. But um, yeah, they, they make him too much of like the kind of shitty earthling here. And it's it's not yeah. as... I don't know. I want more of the adventure through well, space. I dive. thought it was a little bit. He got slightly interesting when he decided, like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to make this planet blow up. I'm going to make a deal. Yeah. Uh, and we are going to do this because we need to save Superman. Like that. That's when it got really interesting. I think in the last two or three episodes, because uh, um, obviously from Seg's point of view, like, well, I don't want my planet to blow up. What are you talking about? Like, because you're waiting. You're like for that reveal of like. Eventually, they're going to find out that the, what he want, what Adam wants to happen is for the plan to blow up. And I don't care what the future is. They're like, hey, look, we got to worry about the lives now. I don't care about some hypothetical future. And I thought that was a very interesting dilemma for them to be in. I thought so, too. A, one of my favorite scenes in, in the series was them. I, I, like, Sag's got a gun to Adam, just like, no, mm-hmm. like, we're That's not doing one. this. You're not blowing up. And Adam just pleading, like, I can't tell you how important it is that your planet blows up <laughs> and your grandson gets off it. Like, this like, has like put to yourself happen. in that position. That's just... Like, yeah, you cannot you, yeah, think about that. At that point, you're you're pleading for a guy to let his own planet be destroyed so that your planet can ultimately be saved and go on for generations. You know, like that that's it's such a, a complicated little moral dilemma in such a crazy fantasy way. But I loved their their discussions and, and everyone's acting and writing was really good in that scene too. Uh, there's not a bad actor in this whole thing. No, there's uh, really not. I thought his what is his what is his friend's name? Oh, um, the bartender? Yeah. Kim. Uh, Kim. Kim. I thought he might be like the weaker link, and he's not really a weak link. I, I not just, at all. He's just... And then his whole little subplot with Ona. Is she uh, the little that girl was, that gets... Yeah. Yeah. 
who goes all like Al Qaeda. (laughs) Yep. That was cool. Like, I liked the idea of, we know, we never learn much about the guy himself, but the voice of Rao, this religious. Let's talk about the voice of Rao. Yeah. That's take this religious zealot really. That's kind of taken over the government there. Like you thought in the pilot, right? You thought, Oh, there's a, future brainiac and a past brainiac and right because you because yeah. adam's like oh somebody went back in time like which one's which and you realize oh no there's no brainiac that went back in time no that was just, uh, Zod just went back in time. so that was a very good guy. misdirect and it didn't contradict anything i don't think no uh, that's so I... we saw we saw this guy voice around and he's wearing this mask all the time like oh he's gonna be like what's the reveal gonna be but no he was just some guy that <laughs> 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 the 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 the, uh, the 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 century i think took over right yes yeah this guy with an awesome voice, so Brainiac lucked out for that one. Yeah, but, right. Um, it's like, uh, <laughs> now, yeah, no, I was, I, that I made me think of Superman 3 when she got turned to the cyborg, right? Was that not scary when you were a kid when you saw that? Oh, sorry, I didn't hear that at all. What was that? Superman 3, right? Where what's her face gets turned into a cyborg? Yeah, that was creepy as a kid. Mm-hmm. And that's Looking what that made me think of when laughable. he was like, ah. That was, his whole transformation over, over those couple episodes where his where like you feel like the organic body is kind of decaying and he's just got blood and crap all over. He his starts world. wearing gloves. Yeah. yeah, And he just uh, doesn't care. You know, like he is just this. Well, it's interesting. It's, there it's, to... I don't know. It was just really creepy. The, like no one knew that he was brainiac for like two or three episodes. Like that's, that. and of course no one would, cause no one can like see his face and all right. that stuff. I, I, I don't, I can't really put my finger on it, but I thought it was very interesting and very effective. I agree. It was kind of a wolf in sheep's clothing feeling of, of you know, we know the secret in the room. His, his talking to you know, Ona, the little girl, and like kind of like you know brainwashing her, like oh, I'm gonna mm-hmm. go be with mother now, and all that. It's like oh no, kid, it's <sighs> not how it works. So so gross. They, and they like they blew up a kid on his show. You know, they suicide bombed a kid. It was kind of intense for a second. Yeah. It's in your it's in your grandfather Superman. No, right? no. I, I, was, yeah. I was impressed that I kind of thought you know, just initially that the series was going to be, look at this amazing society that then plummets down. But then the end of the show is like, well, the best thing that we do is save another world by giving them him, you know? Mm-hmm. But I like that we're kind of, I feel like we're going to ultimately be pulling Krypton or the society together a little bit more, which makes what is going to happen ultimately even more tragic. Well, yeah, you think like, I thought Krypton concept right? right okay this is gonna be a mini series about like jor-el and zod and then it ends with the planet blowing up you right. think right but this is their settings have to be multiple seasons and all this so th- now we leave it in all, as you know we'll get to in a second here we're, we're, this is an alternate universe or an alternate timeline or something right? yes yeah so they can do whatever they want um which is great because now we don't know what's gonna happen no uh, no back to the future know. rules apply basically we can yeah yeah time continues on its current course um <laughs> i'm more of the terminator um School of time travel, like predestination paradox. What, what about you? Where Is that you ultimately what Terminator wound up being about? Uh, no, uh, but okay. the original Terminator was. <laughs> okay, great. And sort of Terminator 2, but after that, it all just goes to hell. So. Um, yeah, I, I, just for the story and the like, writing of it, I like the puzzle of it was all as it always was, and you just didn't exactly. see that Doc Brown was behind there the whole time, <laughs> you know? Um, that well, said, uh, the, I do one, like, one more. like the fun, the mystery of this now is... Uh, you know, through this whole season, they've got, I've always likened it to like the Beauty and the Beast rose. They've got Superman's <laughs> cape and it's slowly disintegrating as it goes. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the season, it's an amazing moment and it's fully there and it, it just fully formed. And you see the S back and then the S turns to the, the Zod sigil. Like, yeah, I, I was I, like, when you, when you see that, you're like, what's going on here? Like, oh no. 
So now, now I love that that's kind of going to be sitting there for season two, I presume for at least a couple episodes about the whole season of like, we have to turn that back to, to L. What did you think that about talking about that scene, right? What did you think about Val L not being dead? Uh, where he was actually in the Phantom Zone. I liked that move a lot. I liked this I idea. I watched um, the special features that they have on iTunes, and they hid so many Easter eggs in his office. I hope that they pay them off, but I like the idea that this guy is just jumping around the DC universe. Like, maybe he's been to Oa, maybe he's been to Apocalypse or something. I, I, I like that, that that aspect of keeping him alive and having the Phantom Zone there may lead to us going into different areas here. Yeah, I, I, at first I was like, wait, that's kind of a cheat, right? But I was like, no, he's a good character. And then there was a lot of great emotional moments between him and... Uh, yeah. Because this is apparently, this show is about, like, you know, grandfathers and grandsons, right? It was small, but it was about, like, fathers and sons. This is about grandfathers and grandsons. I didn't you know, catch and, that you know, either. You're totally right, man. Yeah, because, like, it was a very emotional moment, like, because when he was going to get executed in the pilot, he's like, keep hoping for a better tomorrow, and then he falls off the thing, and then that's what Segel tells him when he gets stuck in the fan zone, like, oh, cyclical, the yep. feels, right? Beautiful stuff. Um, Does that mean that Segel will ultimately meet his grandson? I don't know. I would Predestination love paradox. Um, I would but do you think Superman will ever show up on the show? I, I would hope so, honestly. Who's going to play him? I don't You have care. three choices. You have three choices. All right. You have Tom Welling, Brandon Routh, or Tyler Hecklin. Um, Tyler, then out of that, but it's not it's not in that continuity. I know I don't it's care. not any of those continuities. If, if in order to just like do the wink to the fans of like someone that you'll like, I would love for them to bring Tyler in. That'd be fun. Uh, well, we know Tom Welling, please, but that's about yeah. It. We know Tom Welling will never put on a Superman costume, so I guess he's kind of out, huh? Oh, has he said that a bunch? Um, <laughs> what is this real quick about a Smallville um, animated thing that Kristen Kirk was talking about? Well. And for more news, go to Krypton site, oh, and you'll see all about it. Of course. Uh, but uh, something that uh, Rosenbaum and Welling talked about at AwesomeCon, uh, the convention they were at that I went to, you might have seen all the pictures. I anyway, listened to the podcast. I was there. Yeah. And it was a big deal. So <laughs> uh, Rosenbaum is a lot of voiceover work. Yeah. yeah, I know, right? He was the voice of The Flash in Justice League, and he still is in a lot of these DC projects. And he's like, Tom, man, we need to do an animated thing. Bring Smallville back, and it's been an animated show. We, do, we just show up, man. Show up and have a good time and talk. And, you know, yep. um, that actually would be perfect because Wally would be like, oh, that, that's actually not too bad. Yeah. Because he wouldn't have to, like, you know, get in Superman shape and put on a costume. And, and of course, Rosenbaum wouldn't have to shave his head. Mm-hmm. Um, we wouldn't have to worry about bail. We could just recast some people, and that would be that. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, okay. Let, let's let's uh, let's let's just look that head on. Uh, you just you don't need Justin Harley's on um, This Is Us. He's not available. He's you're too right. busy. Um, they can just go. Oh, hey, we're calling all of our moves to Star City, and then you're done. Yep. You're done. Yep. You don't. All you need is Erica Durant, and I'm sure she'd do it. So yeah. What else um, is she doing? And then oh, Michael McKean. We need Michael McKean. So. He can do it. He'll do it. He can do it. He'll. He's a quirky guy. He'll do a voiceover. Yeah. So yeah. And then Annette O'Toole's his wife, so it's like a, you get both of them, and you're done. That's what I'm saying. Get <laughs> so Annette in, and she'll shot. drag him along like she did on the original show, so it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like it, but I I don't know. Like if, if I would love to see that as an original series on DC Universe. That'd be great. That'd be cool. Even like so, a limited, you know, 10-episode thing or something. That'd be cool. Um, one character we didn't mention yes. is, uh, I can't remember his name, ooh, but ooh. the Lionel Luther of the show. Ah, uh, um, Darren Vex. Darren Vex, worst dad ever. Worse than Lionel, right? Worst dad ever. Such a little shit, this guy. Um, I loved how kind of sycophantic he becomes at the end. Or just, like, he has no spine whatsoever. The minute he doesn't have power, he is groveling at people's feet. Like, um, 
they bring Jack Sir into this show. It, it, she's a woman here, but they bring like this the Kryptonian terrorist that we've seen in different stuff. And Did you think she was going to be uh, Nissa's mom because of the hair? Yeah, totally. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then, I'm sorry, they talk to each other in front of like the Gene Codex or whatever the hell they call it. The Codex, yeah, minus the codex. Back. Yeah. Like, yeah, of course. She was about to say, like, look, we've we've cloned you all these many times, and it's my fault because I'm your mother. You know, we were we were so close to that, but it's fine. The show, and you know, not not to get too deep here, right? Because we're keeping it light. Show is becomes interest interestingly pro life. I would say because yeah. it's like this is my child and he's not born yet, but I'm gonna protect him. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's interesting and refreshing point of view. You know, I, you know, I just did that, <laughs> that kind of connected those dots there. Um, but See, I, I, mean, I thought that was an interesting angle for them to take in, in the sci-fi Genesis Chamber uh, Codex crazy sci-fi environment that they're kind of taking that uh, approach. Because who is in that chamber? Is it Jor-El? Is it Zor-El? Which one's older? I don't know. People forget Zor-El exists, poor guy. I don't know. Um, yeah, Superman already had an evil uncle. His name was Zor-El. So I think we've just, <laughs> have he just become Zod? Have we just... I mean, the, uh, yeah, that's easy. Characters? That's fine. Great. Um, yeah. No, I loved that scene. And, and <laughs> I didn't think of the quote-unquote pro-life angle of it, but I loved that after this this discussion with, with Jack Sir, where, where she's telling Nissa, like, you're a clone, this is all garbage, I helped create it, but I, I wasn't supposed to, and it's all fake, and it's kind of meaningless, and she still has that, like, motherly thing of, like, mm-hmm. I don't care what you say, this is this is my child. And it's she's holding, like, a baby. Yeah, little, this little glowing container. cocoon I have. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna now, go uh, I, I like that as the character beat of her just going. It's like if anybody's watched season one of Westworld, kind of that moment at the end of like, no, I decide that this is important. So I'm just that this is my child and I'm going to. I really think she had the best character arc of the whole season. Yep. Yep. We keep um, going back to her. Interestingly enough. Yeah. Um, talking about her being a clone, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think, because when, when, when Darren was going to like get a shooter, I was like, damn. He's worse father than Lionel, right? Yeah. Uh, but maybe he was going to do that knowing that there was like a whole stash of clones, right? Did that cross your mind? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, at the same time, it's also, yeah, it's Darren Vex. Like you said, it's the Lionel. There, there was part of me that's just like, he might just shoot his kid. What a weasel, man. What Like, what hell? a weasel. Like, I, I, I love to hate this guy. He's so there, good. There's also kind of the argument to be made of that one where he might have been thinking, well, this is ultimately a, a um, what am I trying to say? This is ultimately a blessing I can give her because Brainiac's here. He's going to take over. We have no way to right. stop him. I might as well put her out of her misery before she even knows that she's in it. You know, right? Um, I, uh, I he also looks exactly like Russell Crowe, which is very yeah. distracting. <laughs> Considering Russell Crowe played Jor-El, Jor-El, yeah. But he, he's more like Gladiator Russell Crowe after yeah. a hard day at the snack bar. You know, like that, that's all. <laughs> um, can we talk but about... But yeah, all the, all the characters are great. Like, I don't have one complaint about any of them. No, me neither. In fact, I'd love to talk a little bit more about the actor that plays Brainiac slash... Uh, Blake Riston. What's his yeah. name? Blake Riston. Do you know, know, like, anybody on this show besides... No, and that's, the thing, that's the thing about it. Usually you show, it's like, we got... Okay, like... For example, like the that Mercy Reef Aquaman pilot. We got right. all these no names and and Ving Rames as so and so, right? You always get that one anchor <laughs> like, oh that guy, right? The this show has no that guy. And yeah. I I applauded for that. Like and Anthony Hopkins, right? As right. you know, like you were saying Westworld. None of that in this show and hey, good for them. Um what's his name is on Game of Thrones though? Val L. 
Oh, that's right. He is on Game of Thrones. I forgot. But I mean, that. he's not really a huge name or anything. But that's no. that's the only guy I've seen in anything ever before this. So, well, other than well, Colin Salmon doesn't come in until halfway through as Zod. Right. So. But but he's also so. nothing against Colin Salmon. He he's not that. He's not Anthony. Hopkins. Hashtag Neil before Walter. That's all I have to say. <laughs> that. See, Neil. He's always Robinson from Bond to me. Like that. He'll always be. I didn't on. realize that until Arrow and people were like, oh yeah, from Bond. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I, wa- I went back and watched the Bros and Bonds. I'm like, oh, there he is. There so, is. Anyway. Every once in a while. Uh, but yeah, th- this Brainiac guy, right? We see him as Voice of Ra. We see him as like the uh, human cleaned up Brainiac, which is weird. And then we see him as like the mechanical green Brainiac. Yeah. Guy. And it's like, whoa, we, we finally done it. Live action. Very impressive. Uh, very cool. And just the guy's line readings and, and, and choices that he's making very interesting it's robotic but it's also it's a robot that's that's playing with his food he's just yeah, he's yeah. enjoying what he's doing you know well yeah he, he seems very interested he's like oh interesting I'm, you know when you live when you have 28 known galaxy knowledge you don't get surprised very often 12th level intellect or something like yes. that I was like, yeah that was he, that was a mention that made me happy yeah and then the double in this we get a double cross brainiac zod team up Right, and this—I yep. mean, what what a comic book world do we live in when we see this in live action? No? We're lucky guys, you know. Um, well, let, and let's talk about though the in the end with Brainiac, right? So yeah, he's still just the like agent of Brainiac, right? The big Brainiac's still up on the school ship, right? Agreed. He he is just like the boots on the ground Krypton version of Brainiac at that point. So. Just because he gets sucked up into the Phantom Zone, spoilers. Why, why do I say that? Why do I bother saying that now? Just because he gets sucked up in the Phantom Zone, why does the ship leave and not take Kandor? Because uh, he had uh, transferred his Bluetooth uh, consciousness to that body alone, and I, I, I don't know. So Blade, Run- Blade Runner twenty forty nine is what you're saying. Right? I haven't seen it, but sure, yeah, that. that oh yeah, well, you'll see. Very good, better than the original. I've um, heard that. I just haven't. I don't have four hours to put aside for it yet. But I will. when RoboCop Returns come out, <laughs> comes out, go finally go see Blade Runner twenty. Yeah, right. Um, um, that is yeah, my one. That's know. a plot hole for the finale for me. Honestly, I was like, oh, that's. I mean, that's a cool switcheroo there with the. Oh, and the the hologram and all that, like with Val, like the whole. Mm-hmm. And interesting, I guess that's where Superman gets that hologram technology in Superman two. Right, he's screwing with the Zod in them. You know? Turns out he's getting a lot of things from his grand or great grandfather, <laughs> even the. Fortress at this point, <laughs> but yeah, um, that, that was that was the one plot hole uh, I didn't I, I found. didn't catch that. It didn't bother me at all um, at the time, but now that I'm thinking about it, you're right. Why does the ship Do you, just kind of collapse after that? Now Zod obviously came back in time to uh, save Krypton, right? But he had some interior motives too, which was like to rule Krypton and to rule the galaxy. Apparently, apparently. Uh, so because you which, almost like sympathize with Zod. Here, this is General Zod, right? There's so many Zods running around. But then you're like, he is ultimately like a megalomaniac, and you give that guy power, he's going to take it all. So I thought that was, like, he's not, like, Terrence Stamp was a little cartoonish. A little. Yes. Well, he was very cartoonish. I think we're upset. Uh, Michael Shannon was understandable because of his motivations and stuff. Um, same thing with Callum Blue, you know? So, like, yeah. I liked how this, he was, like, well, three-dimensional here. He wasn't yeah. just, it, like, definitely Zod, like, Callum Blue more than anybody else. You know, you felt for him at first. And they really built up to Neil before Zod. Last line of the of the yeah. season, right? That was that was awesome, right? That was good. Yeah. Everybody, every Zod has to say. Did, did Shannon say that? I don't think he did. No, he never does. Because they're like, we're getting away from that. Yeah, right? we can't have those fun parts you like in this movie. Even even the guy who was in Supergirl for two minutes said Neil before Zod. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, how else would he know who he is? You know, that's his yeah. Who's first. that blonde guy? What's this? Yeah. Um. But yeah. So yeah, going into season two now. 
first of all, just the idea that we would see this big budget, big budget, it's on TV, but this really nicely done version of the bottling of Candor is the coolest thing about this series. When I realized that's where we were headed at the end of this, mm-hmm. like that, that was awesome. And, and part of me feels like still at some point that ship's going to wake up and put Candor in a bottle, you know? That's, they need to answer that because they, well, they fast forward like a month, you know? Because it's like one month right. later, and Zod's taking over like Krypton, and then he's you know eventually going to take. Over. We see well, Adam gets teleported to. He uses his Zeta beam to go to Earth. Where uh, Earth yeah. that was then frozen by Brainiac ultimately. Yeah, because okay. because uh, I don't know why. Yeah. Oh, because there was a Superman to stop him. I that's guess, the right? big question for me of like where the yeah. hell is Adam? Is he just in a little bubble in the ship? You know. Well, yeah, it must. It must. Well, it's Detroit. All right, because that's where he's from. Right. I did like that. From the planet Detroit. Yeah. Planet Houston. Cute. Very good. Very good. Um, that, they, there's a lot they could do with that plot line. I don't know what yet. But, they, you know, there are obviously lots of things set up. Sega's stuck in the Phantom Zone. So mm-hmm. I, so my prediction is he gets out, but he lets all these phantoms out, right? So the next season is just he has to go around as Batista. Yep. That sounds Kane, like my favorite part of that season. Great. Uh, little Bow Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Get all these guys, and then he has to fight a clone of himself at the end, who's just a little more bizarre. That's what I think is going to be the plot of season two of Crypto. You know, it's never been done before, so why not give it a shot? I think that's good. I know, right? Fresh ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I really, like, we'll get into predictions and hopes later on, I guess, but that's... I hope they do something cool. I hope it's not just we see him in the Phantom Zone for a bit and then he comes back out. Like, well, he, they have a very interesting interpretation of the Phantom Zone here. Like, yeah, kind you of, can you can see the present day, which is something they had established in the comic books. You know, like the end of Superman Birthright, where like that was a great little moment. Um, oh, I, I, I like other that. versions of Mark Wade wrote Birthright. It came out in like '03, I think. Okay, that's when they were again DC Comics always trying to reboot everything. That was like a semi reboot post crisis. Okay, and like you see Jarrell and Lara see grown up Superman. And like, oh, they got to see their son made to Earth, and he was okay. You know, that's I'm like, oh, cool. that's, that's a nice little moment. So, yeah. Um, but also, like, Zod's like, look, if you were ever there, you would know you would never want to go back. But he willingly goes back to get Val-El, and I thought that was cool. It's not just some, like... The thing, the Donner movies is iconic because it's like this two-dimensional prism. Right, right. Smallville right. was interesting because we got to really see it. It's kind of a wasteland. Um, but but I, I, I feel with, like with the do... budget they have on this show, I'm looking forward to seeing them. Uh, yeah. What they do with it? I want it to be something like like one of those crazy nebulas you see pictures of from space, just like this weird, esoteric nightmare land of of clouds and smoke, and you, you don't even know if you're on the ground or floating or drowning or you know like that's kind of like my thought of it. It's just like this constant world of you have no idea what's going on, mm-hmm. like but. the quantum realm and Ant Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, anyway, do you have any? Uh, any hopes and dreams for the season two? Like, do you have a thought of where this is all going? Because, like, I, I have I've, questions. I've like, thrown out all theories and all speculation. I'm just along for the ride, you know? Yeah, I think so. they've proven, like, they've proven that they have a plan and they're, they're really good. I mean, even the, the whole the whole show shifted when it was like, oh, this is General Zod. Right? Right. I got halfway through. That was, like, the big twist. And uh, ever since then, it was like, this is full speed ahead. Except for that Adam episode. I was kind of, eh, okay, whatever. But everything else was so good around it, you know. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm down for whatever. Right. Obviously, obviously, Seg is going to come back in like the first episode, right? Obviously, yeah. But hopefully, they'll course correct too on Adam now that they've seen the internet's reaction to him, yeah. and you know, like that, that's still an element that can be saved here. You know, mm-hmm. uh, well, not... we have the whole plotline of Jaina and her brother, who we thought was dead, right? right? And right. then you thought 
Zod was her brother, Walter Zod, right? Mm-hmm. And no one was like, that's Zod's Zod. So like, okay, well, I guess her brother really is dead. And like, no, he's still alive. And so we have that whole plot. We have, is, is Darren, I mean, he crashed like the snow. I'm sure he'll be back. He'll be fine. Um, yeah. Jack Nissa? Sir, uh, Nissa is with Jack Sir and the fortress of Valel because Jack Sir was her like right. uh, teacher. So they've kind of had to reconnect it. So that's cool. So they got a lot of plans. And then, of course, Doomsday breaks out at the end. So I guess they're going to use Doomsday to, I mean, how they, how they fight Doomsday. Like what? Know. What does Zod do? Like get the power of a yellow sun and get superpowers and fight Doomsday or something? <laughs> I, I, who knows? He could, or or will Phantom Zone him to somewhere. But like I liked the initial idea. Like if you know, if if we do have to bottle Candor at some point, I do like that plan of like, all right, put him there. You know, like let's evacuate the city and give him. It makes uh, a lot of sense. Little baby Doomsday, you know. But one thing I want to say is I think you know Nissa's one of my probably favorite character. I'd say Jaina as well. Yeah, she's really smart. Yep. Like when she was like talking to Zod, it's like, how did you escape Krypton's destruction? Like that whole scene with her, right. like figuring out like, oh, you were in prison. And he's like, I wasn't on Krypton. She's like, well, where were you? I was like, uh, I was in the Phantom Zone. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay. So she, she's, I'm really interested to see what, or more of her in season two because she wasn't in the finale, which I was a little disappointed by. So. Oh, was she not? No, I guess you're right. The last thing we see is her with, with the two-eyed brother. Yeah. Right. Two-eyed brother. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Two different. Yeah, no, I, uh, obviously, you know, Doomsday. They gotta have to deal with that immediately. Yeah, that's gonna um, be the issue, w- which almost makes me think that will be a, a Phantom Zone save, and that's how we'll get Seg back into the. They'll, they'll switch it. Yeah, because nobody yeah. can nobody can fight him, right? Unless they make all our dreams come true, and all of a sudden the, the lanterns come in and just take care of him yeah. for a second. Well, I've heard rumors about lanterns and hawk people. You know, oh, Hawkman. Hawk think about Santa Care. Yes. So I don't I don't know we'll see I mean I I'm down you know I'm I'm really this this is you know I mentioned like the Flash 1990 way back then so it's like literally this is in my top five favorite superhero shows I know it's it's That's only awesome. ten episodes of the first season but yeah. I mean this is this is awesome like this is how you do storytelling these days because it's like look we have a story we're telling it I mean I love all these you know Arrow and all that but it's like all right we got 22 episodes of course here's the one where Cupid comes back and here's the here's the flashbacks for for Diggle and I love Diggle right? you, and I, you know what I'm saying like filler <laughs> you and I would not have podcasts without shows like that you know <laughs> that's true who am I to talk I do freaking Smallville podcast gonna take the next ten years of my life I swear to God <laughs> and he's so happy about it but I love it mm-hmm. anyway yeah Lois and Clark's only four seasons man you're almost done yeah we're halfway there man. <laughs> <laughs> it's about to it's about to get weird though. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So I mean, over the obviously, you're gonna, Lois and Clark is your favorite Superman show. For yes, yeah. Smallville is my favorite Superman show. Would Would you dare say that this is your second favorite Superman show? No, Smallville is my second favorite. I mean, yeah, okay, Superman show. Uh, sorry, this, this is, is my this favorite. Is great. With all due respect, to Lois and Clark is my favorite. Yeah, no, I understand. Um, th- this is great. I can't wait to see where it goes. I I mean. Like, I've already kind of gone full circle with this show of going from, God, never to, yeah, it's great, and we should do a special weird podcast about it. Right. Um, yeah, it's got the potential. We'll see. There's also, look, the nostalgia thing is really strong. I grew up with Tom Welling's Clark Kent. You know, there, there's, there's, obviously that's not happening here, but I do like the different angle of the story. And uh, it, I can't count it as a Superman show, though, unless I see Superman ultimately. Yeah, I mean, I guess we're, we're kind of cheating because I'm like, I don't do a Superman special. I think of Superman. We got his cape. You know? Right, so, right. People are like, dude, talk about Suicide Squad. No. no. First of all, that was a garbage movie I'm ever going to watch again. Second yeah. of all, Superman's not in it, so yeah. I'm not going to talk He's about dead. it. He's uh, <laughs> dead. That's right. Um, 
But let's let's remember the lesson the heroes taught us. One good season, right, can quickly turn into a very disappointing TV show. So yep. let's just keep that in mind. I mean, it's it's the new, it's hot, it's fresh. You know, we're all on high about it. But uh, on the fresh Krypton, yeah, fresh new Krypton, yeah. I. <laughs> uh, yeah. Who is Sci-Fi Channel, right? Doing it yep. right. You know, finally, they're coming back. Totally. I mean, I, I will say, I have a complaint to file. They did not show the Twilight Zone this year for July 4th. Did they not? Um, no. So they better keep showing on New Year's. That's a, that's a tradition. I was say, that, that's United my New States, Year's Day, so. usually, yeah. Yeah, so they need to get, you know, we'll see. But they're they're, oh. they're taking steps in the right, uh, right direction. What happened to them, back too? to Sci-Fi. Were you a well, they couldn't. Guy? They couldn't copyright Sci-Fi, S-C-I-F-I. Right. Um, so they, they went Sci-Fi, S-Y-F-Y. Were the you dumbification a, of America starts then? So, were you a, an old school sci fi guy? Were you watching Battlestar back in the day? Oh yeah, oh big okay, time. yeah. BSG, yeah, yeah. The bus just um, so say we all. Am I right, brother? Yeah. <laughs> Frack off, dude. But I, I feel like they haven't really. They dropped the ball after that. They tried with yeah, Caprica. like ten years of nothing. Like yeah. here's wrestling on the sci fi channel. It's like what? Right. Excuse me. Um, they, I mean, Lane, they show so Firefly. Think I think super. maybe Star Trek, but all that stuff is long gone off there. So. Yeah. Yeah, but it's good to see them kind of returning to form here. They were supposed to have that uh, Blue Beetle show back in the day. Maybe they revived that. Again, another announced DC project that did not come to pass. Yep. Shocking. Shocking. Yep. Maybe that'll be on Blue, uh, Blue, <laughs> on DC, uh, DC All Access. No, DC yeah, Universe. If sci-fi wants to put their own little DC Universe together of awesome, you know, space DC shows, I'm into it. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Tired all, all right, well, let's, let's wrap it up or, here. Let's call it now. Do we see Superman? I know we mentioned earlier, but but for the record, what's your prediction? Do we ever see him on the show? Before the end of the show, uh, Segel not only meets Kal-El, but meets Superman. Mm-hmm. I think that's they have to do that, right? Because yeah. he has to like yeah he understand has to see what and accept all of this pain was for. And you know, in the first episode, he's like this is like a journal to his son or to his grandson. That's right. Right. So he, 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 this isn't, uh, spoilers, I guess he lives, but this is like his recollection of all that. And like, you know, uh, do not open until 1985 or whatever. Right. right. So you talk about the, that's a good call though. The beauty and the beast rose. I was thinking the the picture of the Marty McFly picture of his family. Totally. And and we're so yeah. back to the future time rules here that that, that absolutely yeah. applies. Um, do you I'm just, think- I'm just bottom line. Like, I'm just, I'm just really excited that we love this show. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Do you okay? Weird, weird question, and and then we can sign off here. Do you think he will help put Kal El in the ship? No, they're not going to pull Smallville where Clark and Kara put the worst. Like, did Bradyak kill Jorah Lara in Apocalypse? And they had oh my god, I don't even know. Well, talk about time travel shenanigans. Uh, Yeah, no, I think I don't know, but I don't. I think you still got to have Jorah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And we can't, right. I guess, we can't let Segel become a 60 year old man before the show ends, too. Well, it's two, it's, it's 200 years before Kal-El's born. Right. And if he's like 25 now. So. Do Kryptonians live longer? Are they like Vulcans? Yeah, is that what we're saying here? And that's, that's also why he ages slowly and blah, blah, blah? Sure. Okay. Well, Let's now that we've gotten to the end of that. <laughs> no idea. I, I, I don't, I, I'm interested to see how they. I hope they they get the like the heads up from sci-fi like hey this is going to be your last season your last episode because I want them to like have, be able to shoot the last episode properly right. where it all ties together not like oh well we were going li- to buy our tie-in comic and read it on DC Universe or the last uh, blah, you know, Krypton so. season 11 let's go <laughs> That's a great idea those all better be out there <laughs> well, Small I mean, season 11 Yeah have you even read those I don't know 
Oh, I, I owe them all. I don't read them digitally, you know, but I buy them. Got you. Got you. Like old school. There's good parts in there. So, yeah, Krypton, right? Uh, Krypton. Thought we were going to hate it. Loved it. Well done, DC. Yep. Well done, sci-fi. Too bad we can... Since we're never going to get a Superman movie, apparently, Matt, this is the closest we're ever going to get. Yeah, for, how about that? Being, but so, how about that? Let's wait till the it's just a hard reboot on anything before we get another Superman movie. Okay, really, though... Uh, Last thing, tie it all together. Metropolis, right? right? It was going to be this this pre Superman Metropolis show on DC Universe, right? Uh-huh. And then it got delayed and retooled, and I think they might be reconsidering that because people are like, "Really, guys? Like Lex and Lois on in Metropolis before Superman? Like, do we do we really want to have another Gotham on our hands?" And I know that's what we said about this show, but I don't see the angle they can take on that that can make it as creative as this one. No, it, it's all it, again. It's just they keep making these Superman shows before the that take place before the cool part. Again, we just did an hour or so on how awesome it worked here, but I, yeah. I, don't, I don't, I don't. We're such hypocrites. Like that's ah, garbage. Don't do it. I, I know. You, but hey, then, your show was the last one, man. Lois and Clark, last one. We actually had a Superman show with God forbid Superman appearing in. So yeah. Excuse yeah. me. Excuse me. Is there any Superman on these Superman shows? One of the last, you Jurassic know, like Park the only real hardcore super hardcore actual superhero show at the time and then then arrow happened and here hardcore i would not call us i know I, 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 I did not mean hardcore through you know like honest right i was in a late night he took us through those uh yep. the clinton era yeah so did what they can anyway oh. hey dude thanks for doing this i'm glad we got to yeah, uh, touch base on krypton real quick this was fun yeah. uh, i guess hey let's throw out there what, what uh, letter grade scale right what yeah. would you give krypton the season what Season it's an A, solid A. I'm not I'm not gonna go crazy with an A plus, but yeah, I I can't wait to see more. Exactly the same. A plus is like I don't even know what that's reserved for, but it's yeah. uh, solid A for for this show. And uh, I'm very excited to see where it goes from here. And I have no idea what they'll do next. And that's so many shows these days are like, Ugh, well, who's gonna be faster than Barry this season? Right, right on the flash, right. right? It's like so you know. What do archers all ever gonna fight? Uh, you know. So anyway, and not to put those shows down. I mean, they Never. have to. They do what they do well. But this is refreshing, exciting. This is like must see TV. Like I really like. Okay, I gotta watch this. But like when it's Crypto Amazon, I was like, I made sure I watch it within a couple of days because like I wanted to make sure that I was up to speed. So, so you refresh on it. Cool. Um, yeah, I can't. You know, now that we've kind of done the story element of Bottle Cindy of Candor, I'm interested to see what the next big things will be. Is it gonna be that? Now we find out about aliens. Is it going to be, you know, the planet's erupting and, oh, there's Vanguard this green Asia. stuff that's hurting us. You know, like, I, I, I'm looking forward to all that stuff coming to the uh, to the surface mm-hmm. here. So I hope for many more years of Krypton and many more Superman specials about it. Amen, man. But till then, so, uh, I don't know, Lois and Clark coming back um, at the end of August, uh, if everybody's into it, we'll find out what Lois Lane says to Clark Kent's proposal, guys. And the answer is yeah. Everyone's <laughs> you know really bated breath on that one. We'll yeah. Find out. How about you, man? How are things in Kansas? Yeah, man. Uh, small. We'll be back next week talking about some episodes. Uh, cool. I want to get this podcast done before I turn forty. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna try. You know, live a life, man. You know, life happens. You know, hey. uh, I love podcasts, but I also love like taking care of my responsibilities. Yep. Well, Only podcasts you know, when sometimes it's fun and you can some responsibilities you want to do, some you don't. But anyway, life happens. Uh, at some point, I will settle into doing this weekly again. Uh, I, I've settled into this pattern of, okay, here's a month of episodes, guys. 
and I'll be back. <laughs> I'll be back in a month, you know. Uh, but uh, I d- just, I, I mean, throwing it out there for you. Neither of us are charging for our free podcast where we talk about Thank Superman you. and have fun. So I think you can take your time and, and have as much life as you need to have, man. All right. Noted. Yeah. So you listen, you hear that, fans? You have verbal so. permission here on this site. There you go. All right. Matt Truex, Esquire, has given me permission. So. <laughs> but yeah, uh, if you want to find us out there, uh, we're at Always Ballville on Twitter. Yep. What is? Uh, you can find me personally on Twitter at Zach, M-O-O-R-E-O-N-Z-A-C-H. And we're uh, on everything at Lois and Clark's, at Lois and Clark's Pod, different things like that. Um, Instagram, we had a fun summer. We went and visited the Warner Brothers uh, studio out here where they shot all of Lois and Clark. So check out pictures of us running around in front of the Daily Planet on uh, our Instagram right now. And that's all I got. All right, well, until next time, always hold on to fill in the blank. Yeah, (laughs) fuck off, everybody. (laughs) 